Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time of day it is for you, wherever you are in the world, I certainly do welcome you to Wow, what a show. And as per usual, we start this show by recognizing that the performance of God is always happening. We are always in His presence and we are always seeing His mighty acts, right? Unless something is like a great magnitude, we kind of sometimes think that it doesn't uh, exhibit, you know, the uh, spectacular. But the psalm, Psalm 19, tells us that the heavens do indeed declare the glory of God, that the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day, utter speech, and night unto night, knowledge, and that there is no place where their speech is not heard. The voice of his creation is heard everywhere. And it is also written there that the line goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And in them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoicing as a strong man to run a race, is going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Furthermore, it says that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, and the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, and they should be desired more than gold, even much fine gold. This is what happens to us every day. You talk in performance. God is amazing. He is theater at his best. There is no thing that could ever even begin to um, uh, outperform the Lord. And every day, every day we experience that. We see how wonderful he is in his greatness and his great power. I thank you all for coming and joining. Uh, one of the reasons why I did indeed this time reach out to invite a few people is because of something that I am endeavoring to do. And I really want to hear so much of what is uh, going to transpire as I, I go into tonight's um, topic. And I didn't write the topic. Gee, I'm so sorry. But this this topic is um, called the beginning, at least, of Christianity 101 or practical Christianity. And I kind of want to get into it because it's something that I've been endeavoring to do for some years. And anyone who's talked with me at length will hear my, I don't know what to call it. I hope it's not real complaining, but I've made a few observations about uh, the aspects of, of church life that um, not always are perceived by those on the outside or even sometimes those on the inside as pertinent to our growth in Christ and help even helpful, okay? So I want to deal with that. Good evening, Jamila, how are you? Hello. Good evening, Sister Phyllis, it's Rima. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I, I hear you very well. <laughs> 
thank you. Well, okay, good to have you. <laughs> Along with Tony and Anna and uh, Shreese and Light Touch and oh, it's good, very good. Now you know. Um, so, so Miss uh, Rima, good to have you. You're gonna walk with me tonight. If you'd like, my phone isn't working, so I thought we were continuing last week. So I tried to make every oh. effort to get here, but it's quite all right. I I I can drop back off and just listen. No, no, and, no. Please okay. don't do that. Stay on. But I okay. didn't know that uh, that would be a continuation because you left your phone and all that stuff, right? Yes. So I I went on into this uh, aspect. I do yes. want to indeed continue with the um, conversation that we had last week. And so you're, you're going to have to direct me, though, because I am I'm not totally prepared for that as I as I was last week. So um, you can pick up wherever I, for everyone listening. We started a discussion last week as it is uh, both Black History Month and the month where we celebrate our love. Right. Um, we started this conversation with Sister Rima uh, about grief and the grieving and the loss of her husband. Right. And um, so we went through a little bit, but we had a great deal of cyber interference. So we didn't hear everything. But um, if you will pick up wherever it is you uh, want to. I'm sorry, can't you know? I'm not totally in that mindset tonight. So just that's pick up okay. and, and share with us, okay? Right, that's mm -hmm. fine, and that's okay. I like your topic, Christianity 101. <laughs> I like that, <laughs> and you okay. know, we and we can follow up on on what we started last week at another time. It's perfectly fine. I just didn't want to be a no show. So I please, see. Yes, please do okay. what the Lord. Please do what the Lord has placed on your heart. Uh, so now I'm, I'm going to tell you the good thing about this is that we're probably going to enter again into this discussion because what happened to you or what you went through during that time has everything I believe to do with this whole idea of Christianity 101 or practical Christianity. Seriously, I'm talking about living out the faith mm -hmm. in full understanding and knowing what it is we have received from the Lord. So I'm going to follow uh, and and Reem, as we get into it, right, you yes. can definitely um, pump, punch, you know, do a, a few punch-ins. I would love that. So sure. as I've Thank just you. gone through this psalm, um, the heavens declare the glory of God. Now, for me, that understanding has a day-by-day, uh, -day, all day impact. It is that I am for continuously in the presence of the power of God, not just him, but his power as well. And I was reading um, to, to do this. I started to say, I will comb the Bible. You know, I'll just go through the New Testament and find out uh, once and for all for myself what it is God intended when he gave to us the fellowship of believers known, of course, as the church. So I'm going to start with an intro. And in, in, in this, I want you to pick up with me. And I want to hear your feedback. Everyone who's in the live studio, please share with me your thoughts as I share with you my own process. So uh, Christians 
or a person who calls himself a Christian is not one because they say they're a Christian. That doesn't make us Christians, nor are they one because they've mastered rituals or learned behaviors or habits that resemble what we think is our Christianity or what a Christian ought to be or look like. When I was um, in, in, in school for the dance education project, I didn't write a thesis at the end of the master's. I chose instead to do a project. And the project was to write a manual that I thought would help dancers create a movement for worship because it was just then on the rise. Now, understand that it didn't just come to pass. The 80s were, were not the first days of dance in the church. I had danced in the church um, in the 70s and the 60s, <laughs> but it was not a, a um, widely accepted or widely received form for the church proper worship service, you see. So it was in the 80s that these things kind of broke out. And I was uh, one of those people uh, who, you know, was I was involved because I had heard the Lord uh, speak to me. I was also in a season of tremendous growth and understanding of the power and the spirit of God. So I set out to write this manual, you know, that was my final project. And my reason was to help other dancers do something that I thought would be more appropriate, right? So it was about what it looked like. It was about what people were wearing. It was about how these people were presenting themselves and what they had to offer within the church body. And I wasn't the only person, you know, involved who was already a dancer or trained. When I went to school, I had, you know, been through... Um, uh, the professional kind of thing thing there. You know, I made my little uh, time in New York and I said it with some really great people. And uh, so I kind of had a skill under hat, right? And I thought I could help. And I thought I was doing what the Lord told me and I still do believe that I was doing exactly what he told me to do. I would never have gone to school and gotten a whole master's degree in dance education had I not thought that the Lord was really sending me there because I didn't see the need to do that, right? But I went and I wanted to study dance as as uh, as an art form in the church. I wanted to know the history, how it evolved and worked through. And I read some really uh, good stuff, you know, and I'd been really involved. So it was my thing to do. However, when I did it, you know, I created it. I did videos and I talked to folks. And I did all this stuff and I finished it with a, a lot of pain. I went through a lot of pain. Well, I want you to know this. And um, when I finished it, I never, ever shared it with anyone. Isn't that amazing? I did all that work, all that reading, all that uh, pain went through it. And I never shared it with except one person. And that was my good girlfriend, um, uh, Wanda. And Wanda would say, girl, you need to take that, that manual out and give it to folks. And I was so, no, no, no. I, I just didn't have the confidence to do that. But the manual was so good for me to have done it. First of all, that was the first thing. And that's what the Lord told me to do, to study this thing in the context of the Christian faith, right? So I did that. And the next thing that I knew uh, I was supposed to, and that was support and help and have an impact in what this thing would be within the church itself. So 
I never myself thought of dance as a as a form, an art form that ought to be sort of in the um, in the uh, formal worship setting. But I did believe, and I think that by the Spirit of God, that Christian dancers had a place, and their place was more in the marketplace as a witness and as a uh, evangel evangelical kind of. Um, activity, right? So out of all that I did, there was formed a another work that was called Love Calling. And we were a theater project, you, you know, and we in, in incorporated dance and, and everything. So why am I telling you all of this? You know, I often talk about dance in my life. I never used to talk about it like I talk about it now. And I do believe because I talk about it because it has a prominent place in my evolution as a person who worships the Lord. In other words, I've had to put it in its place because priority causes God to sit in the first place. And everything else that flows from my life, no matter how much I have loved it or been involved in it, has to flow out of his heart through me to his ultimate purpose and plan for others. And so, that's why I think I reference it so much in these last days. And of course, I'm not dancing like that anymore. But the thing that is coming out of this, um, you know, memory of having done this and having created that manual, and I used to say, why did I do all this? You know, like, like why did I study French? Why did I study German? Why did I study music? You're trying to figure out why you put all that time and energy and went through all the pain of all this stuff that you've had to deal with in life from the world. You know, we sent off to college and you choose a major and then you have to do the homework. And I, oh, Lord, I used to just really kind of hate that stuff, you know. Um, but it does have its place. It has a place. And eventually the Lord brings you not full circle, but he gathers in everything that he has given you so that his purpose in you can be fulfilled. So what what I am doing here is um, I'm using that experience to drive me forward in creating yet another manual or rather a curriculum. I want to write a curriculum and that curriculum I want to call practical Christianity. Now the thing about Christianity is that we call it Christianity because, you know, we call ourselves Christians because we were first called Christians, that group of people at Antioch. If you read through the book of Acts, it is written there and that's how it came about. And the I-A-N on any word means like, okay? So Christian-like are those who follow Christians, those who kind of look like this Christ who had just been there. So we're called Christians, right? But Jesus...
kind of, um, what is it, chutzpah, to believe that God would put the answer in me and me alone. But we might then to be tangential to other uh, activities, other uh, teachings, other curriculums even that are working this out. And together we might contribute or we might discover. Either way, it's going to be good for what we're doing. Now, the discussion that I had with uh, my dear friend Rima last week, and look at her, she's here tonight to continue. That discussion was really sort of about this very thing. So Rima, it is at this juncture that we probably could have, I want to read from the, uh, from the Gospel of John, the first chapter. And so Rima, you're here. If you have your Bible, you can uh, assist me in this. The thing is, I'm saying, if I have questions about what God has done, the answer most assuredly is in his word. And so I usually start with Matthew or Genesis if I'm combing the Bible to find solutions or answers. But this time I hear from the Lord to start in the book of John. Well, I want you to know, I started by just putting it into my audio Bible. Um, I, was, I was actually on my bed and I'm listening to the book of John and my eyes got bigger and bigger and my mouth just absolutely uh, hanging open. I'm a, I was astounded by what I heard. And so I know that the Lord is going to walk me through some things. So uh, Rima J, if you have your Bible and if you are able to assist, I would like it if you would read for me um, from, I'm gonna read from one to, let me see, hold on, I'm gonna tell you how far I'm gonna go. I read from 1 to 22, and if you would read from 23 to 20, uh, 44, could you do that for me? I certainly can. Can you hear me okay? I do hear you indeed. Okay. Great. Uh, here we go. So everyone, I want you to put on your seatbelts. I want you to fasten your ears to every word and pray that the Lord will help me to read this without stumbling. As a matter of fact, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we are questing. I am questing to know you more, deeper, to understand everything that you have done and all that you have given. And so I ask you, Lord God, to open my ears. And as the psalmist has written, open thou mine eyes. And I pray on behalf of those who are also with me that we might behold wondrous things, the amazing things in your law that we Lord God might settle into the very place as believers and worshipers and those in fellowship one with another, that we God would be a demonstration of all that you have done to make us your own children. I pray in the name of Jesus that Lord God, you will do something wonderful as you always do and that we will behold that wonder and be blessed and give you thanks and praise you forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you now, amen. John, Chapter one, I begin at verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou the prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Well, who art thou? that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who he it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to undo. To unloose, excuse me. These things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, 
am I come baptizing with water? And, Je and John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and I bear record that this is the Son of God. Uh, should I continue? Yes, please. Okay. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walketh, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, who, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon the son of jo Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth in Galilee and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Beth Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathan, Nathaniel, and saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses is of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. Bravo. Listen, amazing. Nice. In this first chapter, I'm telling you, <laughs> reading God's word is no joke. Mm -hmm. You can read it for years, which I have done, 
over and over, you know, not day by day, but many times and rest from it and read something else, go back to it. And all of a sudden, without any warning, you have stumbled into, well, not quite because the Holy Spirit leads us there, but the treasure of salvation and the magnificence of God. Why do I start a writing by first reading? Because the word says, as Pastor John Thomas teaches nonstop, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed. The Lord will not allow us to be ashamed. Yes, okay, okay, here we go. We will not become ashamed because you see the Holy Spirit is carrying us, guiding us, yeah. leading us, if we but follow, Amen. if we just let it happen. So I begin this manual, the writing of it, you know, and lots of stuff is hitting my head, you know, that you put this in there, put that in there, right? But Jesus says, read first. So now I have listened to this first chapter, you know, I've listened to, to throughout here, but I've listened to the first chapter over and over and over again, because in this chapter, which is the first um, uh, part of the curriculum, the, the first question isn't what is Christianity as we would in most college classes, right? When you <clears throat> go for, in a class, whether you added it or not. You go to biology one year and they go, what is biology? You get that definition again, right? And you go to sociology and then what is sociology? And we get it over again. But I'm not asking that question first. I am going to, uh, I, I believe the Lord wants us to define first and foremost, who do you say that I am? Or rather, who do you by association know that I am? In other words, who is it that makes the difference that you should search for this, that you should quest to answer the, the question of what is missing? Who is it and why is that who so important? Why would you search so diligently to discover who, because it is in the power of the who that he has given you and me, all of us, the power to become, as this very first chapter says, sons of God. Now that to me is a very high calling. For me to go out and say, I am a son of God is a big mouthful right? It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to understand. There's a lot in that to understand. And yet, to them that believe the word here, this chapter says, he gave to us power to become the sons of men. This chapter also introduces to us what we have learned in the first chapter of Genesis. In the beginning, the world was formed aboard, and then, you know, the, the, the darkness was pointed, and the Lord spake. He spoke. 
he spoke, he spoke, he spoke, his word was there. And now we come to meet the word in flesh. He actually comes to live amongst men for a reason. And that reason, of course, we all know because we've all received to die for the remission of our sins and to provide the access necessary to inherit this eternal life, which only you can get if you are reborn of the spirit. So we come in again, we, we are born again. And just like Nicodemus said, what are you talking about? How could a man be born again? You know what I mean? The Lord unveils it and he makes it real to us. So the funny thing, right? Well, not the funny thing, the amazing thing. I was really kind of taken when my friend Rima, I met, I think we said this last week, Reem, all of this is going to make sense. While we're talking, I would like it if if those of you who are are in the studio audience will write to me um, for, you know, and I'm going to read them back. Any um, observations you have made that are are, uh, sort of like a dereliction or a dearth or a need or something that you would change to make church and fellowship with other believers a vibrant experience that is in keeping with what you believe the church was formerly from the beginning meant to be. Now, right here in this chapter, we, we really see Jesus Christ doing something amazing. I'm not going to get into it now. And next week, we're going to have a, um, a guest who's, who has a ministry. We're going to you know talk with her. But I'm going to read the entire book of John through the month of March. Um, and we're going to really comb through, at least I am, and I hope you'll go with me on this journey, comb through it to determine what Christ did that we might do in some churches and might not do in others, but that would close the gap of our lack in becoming more like him and submitting ourselves to him and experiencing that transformation and going through the metamorphosis that Pastor Thomas taught. He taught this a couple of times ago. I wrote a paper called Thou Hast Metamorphosed Me. I quoted a Shakespearean play. (laughs) You have changed me from that old caterpillar, that crawling on the ground, not having real direction, being such a creature. You cocooned me in and you made me something that I could not make myself and released me to soar, not just fly, but to soar and to flitter about and to be in purpose, your purpose, and to be beautiful. Because I never saw an ugly butterfly. Have you? Not at all. Right. So we get now back to my relationship with my dear sister. I don't like to tell it because somehow I just can't see it quite the way she can. But when we met, Reem, would you take us back to the time, what you were going through when we met? Wow. 
Wow. First, thank you, Sister Phyllis, yes, my yes. friend, <laughs> Lady Athalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, I feel so full. What you just read or what you just said, that was poetry in motion, what you said, let alone, let alone the impact and the, um, what's the... The, the importance of what you just said, how you said it about being changed, how the Lord has changed us and made us into what he wants us to be. And with that, I'm thinking we, we have to submit ourselves too. And the Lord does not physically mold us like a, a person molding a piece of clay, but he does it through his word and through people he sends in our lives to to shape us into who he wants us to be and i can only think of how we resist that mm -hmm. um we resist that sometimes and that takes me back to just this very week sister p in our mm -hmm. in our work you know in our in our discussion we had a a discussion and you said some things and Oh my Lord, they felt like they stung. And it's like, mm -hmm. I denied. It's like, oh, that's not me. You don't know me. That's not true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the moment, I couldn't see myself uh, in the things you were saying. You weren't saying it in anger. You were just, you were just, um, what's the word? We were just having a discussion. But I love the way you speak truth to life, you know? And you hear the expression, uh, consider the source. So I considered the source. I consider the source every time I talk to you because you come from a place of love. You come from a place of the word of God. And I know that you are, I just, I'm telling you, I have not met too many people who are so, um, riveted and, and rooted in the word of God. I remember that coming up as a young girl you know when i accepted the lord and being around my parents and my parents friends it's mostly the older people and how they really relied on the word of god is seen but it seems like today people are just doing their own thing people including me so mm -hmm. to answer your question when you came into my life oh my lord i know god sent you i know without the shadow of a doubt that he sent you. I, I'm so thankful to him for rescuing me because I was at a place where I was just so disillusioned and just going through the motion and just tired of, of churching, you know, churching. But mm -hmm. my soul felt so starved and parched and broken. I was in such a state of mental anguish, losing my husband and just feeling that I was losing uh, a grip on life and and just uh but anyway he sent you and here we are and i'm so thankful i mean just sitting here and reading john i'm reading this and i'm thinking hmm i don't remember reading this before it's like each time you take up the word of god you're you're getting new treasures i like that word that you use treasures you know it's as if there are these little nuggets i like the um there's a show um, I don't remember, gold rush or something. And I like mm -hmm. to see the panning for gold. And sometimes mm -hmm. it amazes me. There are big chunks of gold and sometimes there are little specks. This is what the word of God is like to me. 
you know, and in reading tonight, those nuggets were there. So I just thank God for his word and I thank God for you and I thank God for what you're doing. And I'm excited. I'm so excited about um, reading the book of John again with you and through just going through it in the month in in the month of March. And it's it's like reading Proverbs when we read the Proverbs and the Psalms and just went through it just timely in a timely way. No rush, no just reading God's word and opening our hearts and our minds and asking him just to open our understanding. It is so beneficial. I go back to, to the, some of the podcasts. I was just listening the other day to uh, one you had with, um, uh, oh goodness, Miss Maybelline. And, and when mm. she, when she talked about, when she read um, Proverbs 31 and it just reminded me of my thinking that I was this Proverbs 31 woman, you know, because I'm working, I'm taking care of the home and doing this. And and yet I find so many flaws in myself through hearing the word of God. Mm. I Because I remember being so disobedient. I was working and I was making money. And I remember many times I started feeling like, well, I can do what I want to do because, you know, it's my money. I can do this. Oh, my goodness. How wrong <laughs> I was how wrong and how I wish that my husband were still alive, that I could tell him, you know, my dear Mr. Lee, you were so right. (laughs) (laughs) But at that time, pride, pride had taken hold of me. And I know that I didn't do a lot of things right. So I've asked the Lord for forgiveness and I trust that he has forgiven me. And I know that I did come around to having a better understanding, but I know I made some big, big boo-boos. So I diverge. I probably went off track. That's from okay. Question, but that's that's my testimony. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good, it's great. I just I I, um, I tell the audience that uh, Rima is. Um, <laughs> uh, I always uh, get on her because she is so. Uh, complimentary right and it, and it embarrasses me or something i don't know what it does but it uh, this this testimony really i didn't realize until you said it last week on the show what it means not about me but as members of the body of christ what our union really demonstrates and i'm sure that this happens many times i'm not quite so sure though that it is as um, intentional or, or designed by us in, in ways that would begin to fill in these gaps that we experience in fellowship in a particular church. So Jam, uh, uh, I'm calling you Jam, I see Jamila on the picture, <laughs> but <laughs> Jamila is her daughter, by the way, she has her phone. But uh, Rima J, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about how we, where you were when we met in, in terms of your own um, sadness, your own kind of participation in church, mm. if you would. Yes, I was doing my duties. I worked as a part of the, the AV team, the um, audiovisual team, and I was doing my duties. I was going through the motion of churching, if you will. But I, my spiritual um, 
my my spiritual uh, needs I felt were not being met and I don't want to blame anybody it's just mm -hmm. that things were just like rote just routine you do this and you do that and you do that switch and you make sure and all the business of that the duties mm -hmm. they just so it became routine and I don't I wasn't being fed or my soul was dry it felt dry now somebody may say well why didn't you read your Bible? Yes, I read my Bible, but I'm just saying what church, what my understanding of what church is supposed to do or be in our lives, I that need was not being met for me. And so that's where I was, coupled with the loss of my husband and just feeling so, oh, broken, just so broken and just ready to just give it in or throw in the towel i just didn't want to be there i didn't want to be there but i went because i had responsibilities and obligations to work with the team to get the the um the av team working that's that's where i was when you met me sister phyllis mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um i want to parallel that with where i was when i met her i, w I wasn't in a in a um you know, in a bad place. I mean, I, I spend my time with the Lord, whether I'm in church or out. Um, I had gone to that church, however, to cover a, a person that I had uh, met in my work. She had never been to ch a church. She literally had never been to church. She said her mom told her that they were uh, believers in God but that they didn't do this church thing right. So she, uh, I invited her to go and I went to that particular church because I had just met the pastor. He was very accessible. He was you know, easy to speak with. And uh, that church had helped me in some work that I had done in outreach during the AIDS pandemic. And so I, you know, I had been to the church before, but I hadn't been in all those years. So I told the pastor that I went to visit from time to time. I never meant to join another church. I want you to hear me well. I had told the Lord, I shall never do it again unless you say so, because I am better in, in the fellowship at large than I am within a confining body uh, where I'm hearing things that I am not quite sure of and I have to keep checking behind these guys. That's where I was. So I was in the church and I ended up uh, joining because that young lady that I took went down that Sunday. Pastor Samaj is quite a fine preacher. He preaches very, very, very much from the Bible, truth. And uh, it was a great sermon. So we had gone a couple of times and she went down to discover more. I had even visited him and told him that I will probably come, you know, from time to time, but that would be the probably the whole summer. I wouldn't be there because I would go with my husband over to this, you know, the camp meeting. There's a big camp meeting here, an old 150 year old thing that, you know, and, and you just can go and have the, all the great music. And it's a wonderful time. They have uh, studies during the summer. And, and that's what Tad and I were doing, right? Since we had left the other church anyway. So I told him that that's what I would be doing, but she she went down and I felt the urge. I was urged by the Holy Spirit to go with her. And then she went back 
to join. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I, I, I don't want to do this, you know. But I felt um, that I was hearing the Lord uh, saying, you cannot leave her alone because she will not understand some things that she will experience. Really what I was hearing is she'll be eating alive kind of sort of, you know. So I, I followed and, and it was a really good moment. But I said to the Lord after several Sundays, you got to find me a friend else I won't be here. I'm not going to enjoy this, you know. Now, she was a friend, so I don't know why I was saying that. But the Lord orchestrated it that I would go upstairs and volunteer in the AV ministry, which I had done in my former church. And that's where I met Rima. And we became instant friends. So whatever was being fulfilled in her life, was I, I didn't know I wasn't there to do that, that that I I mean I didn't know I was but she was fulfilling something a need in my life and in the life of my friend because Rima is a very kind hearted well spoken encouraging loving human being she's very giving she's there for you she's she's just she is just a friend she can do that she does it very well and it's genuine right so. God put us together. And um, so Reem, now she said some other things about what went on there. Do you want to speak? I'm sorry, I, I hear you kind of whispering. I don't want to talk beyond. Oh, no, I'm just saying amen. Okay. No, you okay. keep going. <laughs> All right. So that, that's how we came together. And when, when she told her, you know, that testimony last weekend, and she said to me many times what was going on uh, uh, with regards to my relationship with her. I've suddenly realized that that is church. That is the fellowship of believers. I did not seek her out to try and cover her. God placed me there to cover her in that moment and vice versa. He covered me as well. And it is the fellowship, the things in common, the uh, interaction on levels where we're not pretending. It is the openness, it's the sharing, it's the crying together, it is the laughing together. That is fellowship as mm. I see it and perceive it from God's word. Mm. My concern is that too often people don't get it. Now I get it all the time because I have six sisters, all of whom are in Christ. I've mm. always got it. I have friends, a plenty, you know, not a plenty, but more than that, you know, I need. I worked with a group of people in Christ. We mm. laugh together, we cry together, we share together. So I am involved in a church that is not within the walls. And really, we all kind of go to different churches or we do different things. We read the Bible together, we, we uh, pray together, we uh, laugh together, we sing together, we worship together. Church is all around me and it's my mother and father's doing because they kind of live that way. And so I've, I've learned to do that. But when Rama spoke it out last week, all these concerns that I've voiced over the years somehow were coagulated in her telling the story for the first time in a very long time, I heard fellowship, mm. true fellowship. 
And that's where we want to go. In the reading of the uh, the first chapter of John, right? This just the unveiling of Jesus Christ. Uh, John coming before and saying, you know, he was that light. He is the light of men, and you know, he came into the into this darkness. This light came into this darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend him, you know. But the, but the light was there. That's what happens, right? When God is present. When he is present, whether the darkness comprehends him or not, mm. in, in fact, in understanding and really giving over to him, he does light the dark way. It still is light. And that light informs many of, of the world's ways it, it exposes it. And the preference of the light then is perceived by those who need light. They want the light. And then uh, there's other phrase there that I love. I had to look it up. He gave grace for grace. Ooh, that phrase just is so amazing. He bestowed upon us what we didn't deserve. He came to give us that grace. He came to pay the price. He came to redeem us. He came to give us hope. He came to forgive us. He came to open a door. He came to be our substance, our sustenance. He came to be for us, right? And we in turn give him our gratitude. And Pastor Thomas, you didn't come to sit with us. You you certainly can come and wrap it all up or incorporate it in your thoughts if you would love to do that. Because Pastor Thomas's quest, his work is getting believers to enter into the relationship with God such that they would be motivated to study. The first chapter of John, I'm saying, if it doesn't motivate you to understand all that he's given. I don't know what will. However, I believe that as fellow believers and those who know Christ and those who are bound in him, those who have decided, what is the, the hymn? I have decided to follow Jesus. Yes. I have decided to follow him. Yes. I've decided to do it. And I am determined <laughs> right after a while, you don't see any other way. <laughs> so true. I can't. Yeah. You just can't see any other way. Right. And so I think we have the responsibility, a responsibility to do with and amongst the believers what God has provided and done with and amongst us however he would call it forth one of the reasons i never distributed that manual or told it even though wanda was she was always telling girl phyllis she she set up a workshop for me just go take the manual go ahead i went i did the workshop but i didn't release the manual because it, it occurred to me right that if i had a desire for dancers to create movement that looked like worship then I also desire for it to be worship. Mm. 
And I didn't see that reading a manual about how to create, you know, appropriate movement and how to um, structure uh, dances was going to create the motive that would bring worship into the fellowship. Mm. The heart has to be there. Your heart, our motives have to be right. And it's so easy as a performer. Sharice, you can speak to this, I'm sure, and, and light touch and freshen. You can say performance is one thing and it often looks just like what you would see in a church, right? And what purports to be worship. But worship never looks like performance. Oh, wow. It is never performance. Wow. Polished as it may be, rehearsed as it might be, worship emits a glory and it impacts the people in such a way as to make things change in others' lives. True worship in spirit and in truth is not riding on our ability or our skills. It is riding on the power and the glory of Almighty God. And if you've ever watched other people worship, if you are one who is, if you're a worshiper, the other person's worship will make you worship. The other person's praise will make you praise, even if you didn't feel like you were in the mood. Because you see, it is spiritual. It is divine. It is powerful. How shall we proceed as believers from this day forward? What will be our contribution to fellowship, true fellowship, and iron sharpening iron, as Rima and I do very often. There are times when just being around Rima causes me to self-assess, to look into my own attitude, my own motives, my own heart, and to make sure through prayer that I am in a right place. Just being with her, she didn't have to say a word. Wow. Now, I don't know what I do for her, but I know that's what she does for me. Same As thing. also, <laughs> isn't Same that a wonderful thing? thing? May Same God thing. Be praised. Same yeah. thing, Sister P. And I'm glad you, I appreciate that. And, and to God be the glory of that. And the way I look at that is this. When I, when I hear you speak or I observe you, when you deal with people who come to us that it's it's like a testimony what you're doing your actions um the way you talk to people i'm amazed i really truly am because it just seems so it's like it's flowing out of out of god's word you know the love the then it's it's the humility you don't do it you're not performing and and it's that's that in itself is is almost like it's worship you're just goodness gracious i wish i had beautiful words to say it but I, simply put when i observe you dealing with people talking with them just the people who come in our in our store it's just it's a beautiful thing because i know they leave with something 
Not, not, they may not have purchased anything. Most times they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? <laughs> yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is that you're not preaching at them. You're just, you're just sharing God's love. He told us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I'm telling you, you are such a beautiful example. And I'm so honored to be around you because iron, iron sharpened iron. And so when we're together, it's just like being in a nice, warm place. You know what I mean? Just, oh, it's beautiful. I wish I could convey it the way I feel it. And I am thankful to the Lord for the space that he has given us and that people come in and 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 want to be there they seem that they just come so it's beautiful and they leave with something in their souls for their souls they leave like i said they may not have purchased anything but i know they walk away with something with love so it's a beautiful thing to be around that sister p and god bless you for just being you and just being um obedient to the spirit to the prompting of the holy spirit and allowing the lord to lead you i love it because you're not you're not preachy you're not preachy and you're not preaching at people you're talking to them you're just sharing god's love and it's a beautiful thing you know too uh we didn't i i, I well I, i'm not going to apologize for what the lord has done tonight um but uh in in line with what Reem is saying we we knew right from the beginning that we were going to be in retail ministry because <laughs> just retail ministry like if we're, we're there to sell <laughs> but we end up paying our own rent every month you see nonetheless oh. Oh my goodness. Um, a, a gentleman that Reem purchased some um some uh display cabinets from gave us a picture mm. it was you know, all in in God's design, and the picture is of the scripture Philippians. What is it? Mm, I, you know, four. I don't know. It Philippians four thirteen. Four thirteen. I was going to say four ten, but it is. Yeah. I can do all things yes. through Christ who yes. strengthens me, and it's a beautiful picture, right? Reem? It's very sweet. Somebody yeah. came and asked. A couple of people have asked to buy the <laughs> and we had to do a little because that was a scratch on it. But there it is, smack dab in the middle of the wall behind where we uh, take our, um, you know, what sales we get. And we sit yeah. there and folks come in that picture, that scripture has drawn so many people. We yes. also are in a place where the um a po you know like where the div divisive political um minds are we are on the other side of 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 what you know is going on in in the country today and mm -hmm. what the lord has shown me reem you can speak to this is that um everyone most of the people that we speak with even though they are politically you know, in a in a very uh, what is it? We're precarious kind of place. That's how I see it. It's like mm. a rocky space, and I'm not sure they understand all that they are espousing. Right. That they are people. just people. You know what I mean? They have um, maybe understandings that are different, but mm -hmm. they are 
good hearted people. They yes. are loving and, and kind. So closing this gap in, mm-hmm. in the world of, of uh, Christendom is doable with prayer yes. and kindness. Yes. And Amen. Openness, right? Yeah. So we are enjoying for the moment. I'm the one who's always being most practical about something. Reba J, we cannot sit here. <laughs> we are not just sitting here to pay rent. We can't do that, right? But the value of these months that, that we have sat there and yes. the number of conversations we have. Con- I'm telling you, sometimes we, one man I was praying, Lord, please uh, let him go because I'm getting very tired. I'm standing <laughs> on concrete. I was getting my legs hurt, right? But the folks come and they come again and they do not yeah. forget who we are. We can only give God the praise and the glory for Amen. that. Amen. We can only give him the praise and glory because what intentionally did you did you mean to do this no we didn't mean to go out and do retail ministry we did not we meant to go out and make enough money make to some money housing but we put that in the lord's hands we give over to it and if you know we spend a couple of thousand dollars um exposing people to the um to to, to a part of christian life that they didn't know about or that they have second uh, you know, thoughts about or they think all Christians are this, that, or the other. If we can do that, what, yes. what price can you put on that? Absolutely right. none. Right. And none. so uh, we're going to wrap it up. It seems to me that creating a unity in the spirit amongst believers and formulating church um, uh, fellowship in such a way as to fill in the needs of the believers and to create this training manual, as it were, could be of great value. Yes. So I see no one has really written anything. <laughs> uh, they, they were lots of people like the show. What comes from the spirit goes to the spirit. Shreese, thank you. And uh, she says exactly as she uh, responded to something. I'm sorry, I was not looking as closely. And for some reason, my screen is black. So it's very hard to, to see this, the, the writing tonight. And uh, many of you have liked the show. Sharice has given, she's laughed with us. I love that. Um, Tony, thank you so much. Tony, I need an address from you because I have something for you. I really do. I welcome you, though. I welcome Jessica, Linda, Teeny, Tony, Fresh and Spaces. I love the handles here. Uh, Fresh and Spaces, by the way, is a supreme uh, organizer and design home. She has a, the ability to make a home feel like home. I mean, there's so many gifts in God's in God's kingdom. And um, in fellowship, we are able to experience one another and to be enriched and uh, have our needs f- fulfilled without yeah. even you know, banging an eye or, you know, doing the aggressive things. The Lord has made provision for us. I'm so glad you came, Sister Ming. I am. Uh, when I found out that you left your phone, I told your Jamila, I said, uh, she must feel like she's on vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. I refuse to disturb that. <laughs> so, God is amazing. God is so amazing. He put yes. this in my heart. And uh, so 
I will probably, or we will probably, uh, you know, rally some folks to help read through the book of John. I won't tire folks out like I have done in the past, but to me, the, the daily reading is a way to really cause it to stick to the old bones. It's like uh, eating a hot bowl of soup, you know, when you're really hungry on a cold day. That's what God does, yeah, severally. And then the the coming together of, of his intention is impacted when it is more often. So I probably will go to reading uh, every every weekday and resting off on the weekend. As we move into the month of March, I think that um, I believe with all my heart that it is God's intention. And so I will I will follow, I will obey as best I can. God bless you all for being here. Sister Reem, I can hug your neck. Thank you so much. You brought this in a a true discussion. And um, like I said, uh, we we hear uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I believe that that is why the Lord is causing me first to hear again. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm a reader, so I don't usually hear a whole bunch if I'm listening to the Bible. You know, I hear the words, right? But it doesn't, it didn't stick to me quite like if I'm sitting reading. But this time, there is something different going on. And I am so pleased. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing. God bless every one of you who have ventured forth, spent your hour and 15 minutes with us tonight. I'm so grateful. Do share with me all comments whatever your thoughts are about church. I talked to a young man uh, uh, two nights ago and you should see the list of his concerns. This is a young person, Mm. 24 years old, concerned about the depth of teachings. Mm. And this person is also a musician. I believe the heart of the artist sometimes beats right there where the Lord's heart is beating when there are things to be concerned about because an artist can sense, an artist can feel beyond what the analytical person might be able to pick up on. Artists are a little bit more intuitive sometimes. And so I take that very serious. So I'm glad you're all here. I am so grateful for you listening and participating. Please come again. Our regular nights are Wednesday. I started this, Without even telling you, this is wow, what a show. I did say that. My name is Phyllis. I am the regular host. I am joined often by co-hosts. And let me tell you, they're all filled with the Spirit of God when they take that co-host seat. I have been extremely blessed for that. And next Wednesday, we will have a guest who uh, runs a ministry. And I think you'll find her work extremely fascinating. And we will pray Uh, for all the concerns of every ministry that the Lord has called for. Sharice is in a ministry. We really want to talk about that. And uh, everyone who goes out to work every day is in a ministry. My uh, uh, Anna Kane is, we're waiting for her work. So there's a long list of folks to, to, uh, you know, have you waiting for, but, but it's really coming. And with that, I want to say thank you again. And um, thank you, Father, for, gathering us here and thank you lord god for your direction whatever you desire we will do if you so lead with your eye and and speak father speak 
that we may hear you. You are wonderful. We give you praise. We glorify you. And thank you so much. This is the Outreach Podcast of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. When you come, you can go. We have an episode list that you can listen to there on some real topics that concern life itself and some other good things. I hope you will partake. And with that, I say, goody night. You have any last words, my dear <laughs> sister? <Reem? laughs> good night. I had a nice hot bowl of soup and a nice hot <laughs> cup of tea tonight. Thank you so much. Spiritually, this was beautiful. God bless everyone. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And as I always say, we have dined magnanimously. We have sufficiently. We've had the delicacies of the king. And we that yes. we rejoice. <laughs> May the Lord our God bless you until we meet again. Absolutely. Amen. Good night. Praise Thank God. you again for joining. Good night. Amen. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good job. Praise the Lord. <laughs>